How do you go about measuring a ministry? You know, there's a lot of different approaches a person might take to answer that question. I think of a new addition to the faculty here, Wayne Jones. He's been a friend for a long time. I've got to see the girls all grow up. It's been such a blessing. The measure of a ministry has to do with how it glorifies God. Jesus said, I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work that you gave me to do. John 17 and verse 4. It would seem to me that our ministry would not be successful if it didn't honor our God. But when I think about ministry and measuring ministry, it's a successful ministry when it helps people get home. Ministry is really about helping people get home. Home to God. And it's a journey. And those of us in ministry get to walk with people through the journey of life. I think about measuring ministry and good ministers, good servants are problem solvers. They're bridge builders. They're troubleshooters. And especially good preachers in a God-honoring ministry, good servants, not only help people go from lost to saved, they help make very good people even better. Isn't Jesus kind of the outstanding example of taking pretty good people and making them even better? Think of the apostles. The apostle Paul surrounded himself with good people that he made even better through his life and service. Think of people like Aquila and Priscilla. Think of Apollos. Think of Timothy. Think of Titus. And when you think about a bridge builder, a troubleshooter, a problem solver who really cared about people and was able to honor God in his ministry, Titus is a really good example. He is mentioned only 12 or 13 times in the Bible. He is mentioned in only four books of the New Testament. One of the interesting things about Titus is he's such a close uh, companion of Paul's and he's not mentioned in the book of Acts specifically. All 12 or 13 references occur in four books. They're on the board. Galatians, 2 Corinthians, Titus, and 2 Timothy. But we learn a lot about the measure of Titus's ministry by examining those four different books. He evidently was a convert of the Apostle Paul. Titus 1 verse 4, my true child in the faith. Titus is referred to as being. 
Similar expressions are found of Timothy in 1 Corinthians 4, uh, 17 and 1 Timothy 1 and verse 2. He was a Greek according to Galatians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Titus. In looking at Titus and his ministry, you can tell a lot about a ministry by the kind of assignments he would take on. We first encounter Titus in Galatians chapter 2. And he was willing in Galatians 2, 1 through 10, to go with Paul and a group of others to Jerusalem and to be a human guinea pig. He was going to allow himself to be a ball that would be batted around by a couple of different groups. Because you see, he is a Greek who has come to Christ and they go to Jerusalem and encounter a group of Judaizing teachers who believe that he that believes and is baptized and is circumcised and observes various aspects of the law of Moses shall be saved. That's what they believe. And Titus does not fit that belief. I believe that it took a person of a lot of courage to be willing to be an object lesson for the truth of God. I believe it took a person that had a lot of character and integrity because no one could question the fruit of the Spirit in this Greek Christian's life. So it's going to be awfully hard to impose circumcision and various aspects of the law on an individual that so evidently manifests the Spirit of God in his life. Titus was willing to be at the center of controversy so that truth might prevail. That requires a special type of individual. It is in the book of 2 Corinthians that we read about Titus the most. He was there during Paul's third missionary journey in Corinth on at least a couple of occasions it seems. Paul had been working in Ephesus and he gets word that the Corinthians have got some great misunderstandings and that there is some real animosity, it seems, toward him as an apostle. And what Paul initially does is send Timothy. Timothy's no slouch. He's a very good servant of God. He loves the Lord. Paul would say, I have no man like-minded who's able to minister to your state. Philippians 2, 19 through 24. He'd say that about him elsewhere. But you know he's a man of great ability. But Timothy comes back and here's what he says. After being at Corinth, he says, Paul, we've made some progress, but not nearly as much progress in all, on all these matters and problems as I would like. And Paul sends Titus sometime later. Timothy says, 1 Corinthians 16 and 10, he comes back, he makes his report. Titus is sent. 
And Paul is waiting, as we would say, on pins and needles, waiting to hear from Titus. And it seems like there's a delay, there's a delay, there's, there's a delay. When's he going to come back? Man, I'm just agonizing because I want to hear what's going on. Timothy had helped me see that things were a little better, but they're not nearly where I want them to be, where they need to be for the cause of Christ. Finally, Titus comes back with a good report. That's significant progress has been made and Paul rejoices this is especially seen in 2nd Corinthians chapter 7 2nd Corinthians 7 and Paul talks about the compassion and the heart of Titus we measure our ministry by the compassion and heart we have for people made in the image of God. Even difficult people, troubled people, hurting people. Guess what? Do you start to see a pattern develop? Where is he going? Jerusalem as a Greek to the place full of people who have come to Christ through Judaism. Here am I, Lord send me to be the object lesson on why circumcision and aspects of Judaism are not required for the Gentiles. Corinth, where an apostle is being spoken of in an appropriate way. A place with all kinds of problems. And then he's sent to Corinth again. You can see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 especially 1 through 7, and then working your way through 16 through 24, chapter 9, uh, and, and chapter 12, rather, verses 17 and 18. And if they're having a collection for the needy in Judea, remember? Acts eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. One of the individuals appointed to head the task of collecting funds from the churches was Titus. That says a lot about a guy. He had to be a guy of such integrity, justice, that nobody would ever think that he would do anything wrong. He's handling money and goods. Gifts from God's people to help those that are in need. Corinth. He does this job well. Paul would even write, would... Would Titus take advantage of you? And the answer is really, of course not. Would I take advantage of you? I wouldn't do that either. Working our way through the text, we know he spent some time in Rome. Are these easy places to minister? Being Titus? No. Being anyone? No. But the fact that he could be at the center of the empire and that God would use him that way. The last reference to Titus is Dalmatia. Dalmatia. The Dalmatians, there were more than 101, but anyway, the Dalmatians were, it was a rough, rugged people. 
and a rough, rugged area east of the Adriatic Sea. That's the last reference to him. He's going to Dalmatia. And he's going to work with a rough, wild group of people. But it is here in the book of Titus that we think of the other assignment and the one we know him best for. Crete. In measuring his ministry, he spent time in Crete. What was his task there? According to the Apostle Paul in Titus 1.5, it was to appoint qualified leaders in every city, men who be qualified to serve as shepherds, and to set in order things that are lacking. No matter how good a church is, they can always use more leadership that's biblically qualified. No matter how great a congregation is, there's probably things that need to be mended and repaired and fixed. Titus was the man. Now Titus 1 verses 12 and 13 has Paul quoting a heathen poet that said, All Cretans are liars. That they're gluttons. That they are into drinking. And then he adds, this statement is true. You can measure a man and his ministry by where he goes and if he leaves those places better than he found them to God's glory. Did he leave Jerusalem better than he found it with the thinking? Was Corinth made better than he found it with his work? Was Rome? I feel certain Dalmatia was, and I know Crete must have been. Lessons to think about as we close. There's really only three kinds of people in the church. Some that walk into a bad circumstance and pour gas on it. Their numbers are legion. Some people that walk into a bad circumstance and it doesn't change one way or another. And then there's some that walk into a bad circumstance and through their godliness, through their grace, through their proclamation and application of the truth, people begin to honor God. It seems like Titus was that type of person. Will you be? He was a problem solver, not a problem maker. Will you be? He was the kind of man that could be counted to deal with every aspect of his life with integrity, including financial integrity. Will you be? Will I? How do you measure a ministry? 
ultimately we measure ministry by whether it glorifies God are people brought closer to God and brought closer to home and do we help make people better in the eyes of God thank you you're dismissed <laughs>